Hello, and welcome to the Situation Job Spotlight, a special edition of Inside Situation where we highlight a specific role at the agency and talk about what we look for when we're hiring that role. I'm Peter Yajicic from the Situation Technology team, and I am joined today by our recruiting manager, Michael Dukes. Hello, Michael. Hey, Peter. And back on the podcast, a familiar voice, Stephanie Chandra, our creative strategy supervisor. Hey, Steph. Hey, Peter. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for having me. So the role that we're talking about today uh, is that of creative strategist. And Steph, before we started recording, uh, initially we were just – we went back and forth a little bit about – I said, uh, are we going to call it strategist? And you said creative strategist. So when I hear uh, that job title, what I think of well, – I think of a lot of things. I think of the amazing team that we have. But I also think of someone that needs to be a little bit of a, a, a digital ninja and a, a strategic ninja and kind of collaborate across all departments and just really think deeply about – how it is we we guide what we do here at the agency day to day. Am I in the right ballpark? Can you talk a little bit about the role? For sure, and you are definitely in the right ballpark. Um, I think what's what's interesting and unique about the role, particularly here at Situation, is we are in fact creative strategists. And part of why I stress that too is we are this hybrid of um, art and science. I like to think about twenty five percent of what our job is is data and insights and analytics and looking at how things are performing that we've done, what trends are out there in the digital landscape. But then the other part of it is truly being a creative thinker and understanding how all the pieces of a creative team work and taking those insights and those objectives and figuring out how do we execute that um, across all of our creative, from ad creative to social content to video and everything in between. So we'll talk about kind of what collaboration skills that person needs in a second, but something you said just really stuck out at me. Uh, What kind of a background? I mean, that kind of a mix seems like it would be a little bit like lightning in a bottle. You, You have people that kind of you know, consider themselves really interested in in data and analytics. And then you have people, or at least sometimes you hear, you know, if they consider themselves creative, they kind of, uh, you know, aren't, don't feel like they've they've balanced that side of their their personality with either technology or, or data and analytics. But you're looking for somebody that's a combination of the two. What kind of background lends itself to that? That is a great question. Um, I think the tricky part is it is a little bit of a unicorn situation, but it also makes our job easier because when the right person comes in the room, you know it because they are so rare to have experience in both. And I think what we're looking for is really one of the things that makes a a truly great strategist is empathy because you understand how all of the other pieces work because of all of the different needs of our job. So you might not have – you might have a great creative portfolio and not a ton of analytics experience, but as long as you believe that those two things, um, data and creativity aren't mutually exclusive, and you can understand the way that marrying the two strengthens your overall strategic vision, then that's really the lightning in a bottle. Um, Because we can teach you how to use analytic tools. We can push your creative muscle and how to brainstorm. But believing it's the same way to work at situation, you have to believe that doing is greater than having. To be a strategist, you have to believe that data and creativity only make each other stronger, not hinder one another. And and I would imagine that just to go back to the collaboration bit, uh, you know, I imagine that's something that you look for when people walk through the door, that that's a harder skill to teach. If you're either – you either have those skills coming in and you want to build consensus, you want to talk to different teams, you want to talk to clients as well as internal teams, uh, or or you don't. Is, is that fair to say? That is – 
extremely fair to say. Um, I think what's really great about our department is we are one of the few who our day-to-day touches every single department across the agency, from technology to, to design to video to media um, to new business to client services to the clients directly. We are uh, 100% collaborators in the truest sense. And really, we have to, in particular, work hand-in-hand with the client services team and the media team. Because at the heart of every client, those the creative media and client services really have to be firing on all cylinders on the same page. And then we liaise with our subsets to make those visions come to life and really achieve whatever the business goals are at hand. The client services team doing that with the client, our media team doing that with our vendors and our different platforms and our targeting and our audiences. And then the strategist was really uh, bringing that brief and the, that strategy to every the whole suite of our creative team, essentially. And and maybe this will be related to, to that answer, but can you tell me what is the, the biggest challenge for the role? Um, that's a great question. I think... It's something that's really exciting, but is also one of the biggest challenges is you do need to have a little bit um, of a th- you need to have a thick skin because a lot of the times we get told no, but that should inspire you and challenge you, not make you feel defeated. But that's often tough to get used to and comes with experience. And over time, you start to realize that difference. So I think that's a little bit of a challenge. Um, one of the other things that I think is really important that can sometimes be a challenge, but I like to view it more as an opportunity, is that we lead and start the ideation process, but we are by no means the only people who are ideating and strategically thinking about our clients. So what I mean by that is, you know, we need to really come to the table with the who, what are we trying to achieve? Why are we doing this? Who are we doing this for? What's the action we want them to take? But at the end of the day, we aren't experts in technician and how to bring those ideas to life necessarily. So um, Chris Powers actually uses, and one of our executive creative directors used this analogy in an interview many years ago. And it's really stuck with me that if you've ever seen any of the Ocean's Eleven movies in that trilogy, George Clooney helps figure out the blueprint of how to, they know they need to do this giant crime. They know they need to crack a safe. They know they're going to need to you know, cover the security cameras in a casino. They know what their end, he knows what the end goal is, but he's also smart enough and savvy enough to know that Brad Pitt's better at doing, about figuring out what's the best way to crack the safe. Uh, And I think being able to help brief a team and get a team excited about the skill set that they have to bring these ideas to life is a really exciting part. That's a great analogy. I, I'd never heard that one. That's going to stick with me as well. And it doesn't help. It doesn't hurt if you look like George Clooney. You exactly. can work there. Um, so could you describe a little bit, that makes it sound like you may never know from day to day exactly what your day is going to look like. Is that true? Is there some consistency? Uh, just to give people who might be listening to this a sense of this is what I'll do in a given day or a given week. Is it is it constantly changing? Uh, it's definitely constantly changing based on our planning cycles. You know, we we also – the strategists are very much big picture people. We're not necessarily responding to things – in the moment on a de- from a defensive place, we're usually on the offensive. So it might be monthly, it might be quarterly, it might be biannually, it might be annual planning. So depending on what the needs of the client are, we're at a different pace, which is why there's a lot of differences from day to day. Um, a lot of the clients we work on, also depending on their life cycle, have so many different needs. What your planning looks like for a the opening of a Broadway show is completely different than what our planning is for, let's say, the New York International Auto Show in our, um, you know, we've been working with them for many years and you're starting from a different place when that planning happens because there's just a different legacy and affinity out there for the auto show. 
Right. But one point that I would want to make that uh, I think often happens to us when we're working in event-based marketing, uh, we don't always have very long lead times for that strategy. Sometimes those events come up uh, by surprise or we get brought in at the last minute and you know have to do all that great thinking within a compressed period of time. No, that's true. It's definitely one of the, I guess that's part of the, cha- one of the challenges we could have, we should have mentioned earlier. It's, it's, there are unavoidable short lead times, but if you've, if we are those protectors and the keeper of the whys and we're all on the same page strategically, it makes the things that come in last minute easier to manage and easier to handle because you've, you've got a sandbox to play in um, and you know where all your, what your goals are and what you need things to do. Um, the other part too is, you know, we, you have to manage your own time in a really, important way um, and know how to manage up and really communicate what what you are doing day to day because it might be so different. You have a large suite of clients that you're working on and some days it might be you're working a little bit on all of your clients or it might be you're working a lot of it on half of your clients and figuring out how to best communicate that and figure out those priorities with along with our creative directors and the client services team and the media team. Again, so we're all just working on the same page I think is is key. Cool. Um, Do you have any advice that you would want to give to somebody who's listening to this right now who is thinking about applying for the role or maybe has applied for the role and might be coming in for for an interview? Is there anything you'd want that person to know before you talk to them? I think it's to not be afraid to let your personality and your perspectives influence your work. I think our strategy team as a whole is at our strongest when it is a diverse mix of people who have different perspectives perspectives and experiences to bring to the table because a lot of the times you know you it is just about the right match for the right client and if we're all if strategists are all thinking the same way and have the same life experiences your strategy can be a little bit limited and I think like I said our team has been its best when we have people who come from a TV background when it's people who come from a Broadway background that that mix people who've gone to big schools people who've come from smaller schools there's you know, just a lot of different, the be- the more diverse, I think, the better. It just makes our perspective stronger. Great. So if you're listening to this and you don't necessarily have a background that matches 100% with what we do, don't be afraid. If you think you're a good fit, let us know. Uh, Michael, what advice might you have for somebody who's considering coming in as, as a creative strategist or, uh, you know, thinks they might want to learn more about it? Well, I would say kind of based on what we, we talk about for, for every role, if you're going to apply for any role, uh, in particular creative strategist, I look at it as, and correct me if I'm wrong, a little bit similar to like a designer. So if you submit your resume to us, it should be a little bit eye-catching like a designer's, not exactly like a designer's, but enough to where you put some creativity in it, right? It's a creative strategist role. So, and then like, you know, we say for all of our roles, um, submit a cover letter, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, it doesn't have to be super long. Uh, two paragraphs is fine, but just, you know, make yourself stand out a little bit to us. We absolutely read those cover letters. And also make sure your your resume, not only, you know, is it standing out a little bit, but it's very easy to read. It's super clear. Uh, right at the beginning, we know what who you are, what you're looking for, what you can do. Um, the other thing is, is your interview starts right when you apply to the role. So any communication you have with us, you know, emails, if we're setting up, you know, uh, phone interviews or face-to-face interviews, Make sure they're super professional. They look really good like you care. Uh, make it look like it's not just something you're just replying to quickly. Make it look like you actually really care about situation you want to work here because that's going to make you stand out and help in that uh, in that process. I love what you said about 
the cover letters because in hearing, you know, we also, I work heavily with our intern program and it's interesting to hear what people are being told is what you're supposed to do when you apply for jobs. But I think particularly for this role, there isn't, I don't expect to get resumes that have tons of strategy experience or creative strategists in the title of their past work, but that doesn't mean that their skills aren't a perfect match. And a lot of the time I wish people would take that extra step into your point, like one or two paragraphs cover letter that shows that you want it and shows that how your skills are a match for what we're asking and what we're saying you need. Because I think our job, descript- uh, our job description is designed in a way that the skills aren't necessarily hard skills from a tactics of how you execute your job. Um, and I think part of what we do is we sell through ideas and we sell through plans and selling yourself is the first step in that application process and tells so much about you. So I want to know that even if you've only worked in fashion, here's how that applies to the work that we do. I want to know that if you only have social media experience, here's why you want to go to a creative role that you can apply those learnings to other mediums like video, to web and all of that. So having that extra step, I think, is key. And a lot of the times, if that's not there, that's an easy way. We get hundreds of applications. That's the easiest way to start trimming down that pile is if that information isn't there. I think those are both great answers. And I, I would also add, if you do come from a background that isn't similar to what we do in their, our day-to-day, you know, take that extra time to make sure that you look at our client list. That's the reason that we put that on the website. So the, the worst thing is when you're, you're sitting down and you have somebody with a diverse background and then you realize in the interview that they have no idea who your clients are. So it doesn't, we don't expect you to be experts, but know a little bit about who we're working with day-to-day. We put that work on our website because we're proud of it. So check it out. Um, okay, last question before we wrap up. Can you guys each tell me one thing that you like about working here at Situation? Sure. So uh, this January will actually be um, seven years that I'm at Situation. So I would like to think that I like it quite a bit here. And there are a lot of reasons why I've stuck around that long. Um, but I think my, one of my favorite things is that people are just very re- passionate and reward passion. So I love that people are extremely passionate about their work, but also passionate about things outside of their jobs. So I think Damien's a perfect example that he's such a passionate entrepreneur and business leader, but he's also passionate about music and DJing, which is he's been, that's always been ingrained in his DNA. And I think that's true of everybody here. Um, They're just extremely passionate. And I love that you can sort of make your own way here at Situation, where if you're passionate about something that we do, whether it's part of your day-to-day job or not, there's ways for you to get involved and people recognize that passion and help fig- help you figure out a way to 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 live that passion out in your professional or personal work. So wow, that's uh, Peter. Isn't that a great response? That's, that's one great of our one. best ones right there. <laughs> Michael, what about you? What do you like about work? Well, you know, everybody asks this question in interviews because it's a great question to ask, and I usually you know tell them what I like about it is you're not in a lot of people come from this background. It's, it's, you're not, you're, if you're coming out of like a corporate sterile kind of environment where it doesn't really seem like anybody's paying much attention to you other than when they need you, this is, you know, the opposite of that. You're, you really feel like you're a part of, you know, you could say, I say family or community, but it, it's true. And, um, one of the things I always like to say, uh, because, because it's true is that everybody has a voice in one way or another. It's not like one person's voice is, Power, more powerful than the other. Everybody has that that voice, just like Stephanie was saying. And I, I like that about being here. Where And now I think I'm going to change my answer in, in the calls because of what's, what Steph said. I'm going to start saying, you know, if you have a great idea and, you know, you don't think it'll work, we'll, we'll make it work for you. So that's there's going to be my new answer, Peter. Nice. Yeah, I might steal that one too. Um, 
Michael, if somebody wants to find out more information about this role or about any of the roles that we have open at the agency or even that might not be open, what, what should they do? Where should they go? Uh, the best is, you know, www.situationinteractive.com. Click on the careers tab. Uh, look at all, all of our roles, read through them and apply there. Uh, you know, a lot of people out there are pretty good at finding us and emailing us directly, but we're just going to send you right back to there. So definitely apply first. If you don't see anything, that's a good match. We have our, you know, uh, um, apply for future opportunities and it's called general awesomeness and please apply there. We'll get, we'll get through those resumes as well. And uh, yeah, that's the best way to do it. Excellent. Well, Stephanie, uh, Michael, thank you guys so much for being on the job spotlight. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thanks, Peter. Thanks, Peter.